Stokes here. Walks across the dead ball line. Now sprints back for Manly. Up he goes. Changes direction. This is rugby league, folks. Have a look at it. Links up with Cherry Evans. And still on for Manley. Away from Hess. Kicks in field. Look who's there. Tom. I'm happy with that. My goodness. Hello and welcome to the SC Playbook Podcast. Proudly brought to you by Pat and George from Morgan's Choice, SCW. I'm your host, Tim Williams. Round one of NRL Supercoach is in the bag. Very, very exciting week to have footy back on our screens. And more importantly, Supercoach. Uh, start off with an official apology to every Dolphins fan out there for absolutely giving them a shellacking during the preseason, boys. And they made, uh, made me look absolutely stupid. And to be honest, I was absolutely stoked to be able to see them tower up the Roosters. Aside from our Supercoach side and James Tedesco as captain, they were sensational. I'll never doubt Wayne Bennett again. So congratulations to them, guys. Here to talk through this week's uh, the preview of NRL Supercoach Round 2, Supercoach Spy. Spy. Boys, how are we? Going well? Um, yeah. <laughs> Cheers, boys. <laughs> um, yeah, look, that just shows a bit of inexperience on your behalf. You are a young fella still. You never doubt Wayne. I know. Especially game one. Maybe they fall off a bit as the year goes on, but how good were they? And, like, attacking footy, offloads. It was a good day for Rugby League Sunday. Obviously not for Roosters fans, but I'm sure they'll be fine. They also lost to the Knights by 20 round one last year, so maybe we'll learn that lesson for 2024. Or maybe they'll come good, but yeah. It's good to have footy back, really, isn't it? No, um, definitely not a, Not worried about the Roosters. They'll come good. Worried more about my integrity at this stage. Also with us is Mr Adam Drusy, Quantum CEO. Mate, tough weekend for our sides, just quietly. Tigers down, Raiders down, Hadge your doggies very much down. Uh, how'd you recover after that one? Thanks, mate. That's ah, right. Very <laughs> much. Straight, straight India. Into that. Yeah, no, it, was, <laughs> it, was, um, it was a tough afternoon. Yeah. I thought we played better than the scoreline reflected. Like there was an intercept, there was a mm. ball off a little grubber, there was a ball against 12 men. But I guess part of your defence, you have to cover those things as well. So, look, not panic stations. Uh, I think we can definitely play better than that, though. Yeah. Mate, Franklin Pele, what was doing? Mid, uh, forwards, middle forward crisis at the Doggies. Pele got, got about 10 minutes, was it? Eight minutes? Yeah, nine. Yeah. Nine so, minutes. Yeah, you were close. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I thought he'd get more minutes as well. So he's in my side, so don't... Yeah, yeah don't we can't say, shoot you. Yeah, don't shoot me. I've got him as well. So I, I think I'll have another look this week. But yeah, I would have thought he'd play more minutes. I mean, on the flip side, Max King was enormous like he played mm. the full first 40 minutes and then still saved a try in the after the siren i don't know if you saw it that was unreal getting, mm. getting yeah. that putting that ball down in goal he's such a good player that's a coach's yeah. dream seeing a player like that isn't it From yeah and that's that's max king mate he's a great player mm. like he does the little thing so yeah look i was surprised by his minutes it was a hot afternoon but i'm yeah i'm not sure i, I thought like he maybe he missed a tackle leading at one try and that got him earlier time i'm not i'm not sure yeah Try it, mate. Also with us today, a bloke who did start on a winning note as a South Sydney Rabbitohs fan. It's Matty the Waterboy who, mate, we were en route to Armidale on the Bloke and Bar Regional Tours last Friday afternoon. Thursday afternoon it was, sorry. And we whipped your side together about 15 minutes before kickoff. How'd you end up? I appreciate your help, mate. Um, <laughs> I probably... I, like, I kept saying that I'd, I'd do it. I don't know if I ever would have got there if I didn't have you in the front seat with me. Um, I didn't go too well, actually. I started not bad, like mm. started with, you know, had like Harry Grant, Hopgood, and I was like, all right, I'm flying here. But then I ended the week with people like Mulatalo, who I love, but he, he only got nine. Carl Pereira got five. So I ended up with 913, which isn't great, but 
Oh, and our captain Teddy as well. So, not 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 a, not the best start, but you know, I'm sure like Teddy's not going to get fifty every week, and Ronnie's going to get more than that. So I'm not I'm not worried. Yeah, we were we were on en route to Armadale very late at night, and we we got about two hours into our trip. We got to Raymond Terrace, and we pulled over, watched the footy, and we both had Harry Grant in our side. So when Harry went over in the Golden Point, just lost our mind at the Raymond Terrace Hotel there, whatever pub it was. Yeah, oh mate, it wasn't wasn't that a good pub? Oh, that was yeah, that was obviously our night went south from there. When yeah. Harry Grant scored, that was kind of the the pinnacle. Um, almost almost cost you a few grand as well. Um, <sighs> Put on a put on a same same game multi. Went to put on a same game multi, and I was going junior baller into Nelson Osofa Solomona, both anytime try scorers. I was paying about three hundred to one, and me and Maddie were laughing before about about yeah, I've got to be sensible with um, same game multi this year. Do, do it right. Don't don't get too too over the top. Just as I said it to him, he goes, mate, what are we just saying? He goes, yeah, no, you're right, you're right. So I brought it down. I went to Sofa Solomona, put that ball down for the try after Paulo had scored. Mate. You- oh, I, I, it, <laughs> I, was, I felt so bad. I was so glad it got overturned because, <laughs> fuck, it would have cost you like three grand or something. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, didn't eventuate anyway, and I lost the punt, so it didn't matter. Uh, Spy, how'd your side go this week? Yeah, I think solid. Uh, Ten ninety five, I believe, was the total to open up with. Um, I think I'm twenty thousandth, but like I'm, I'm happy with that. It was a pretty solid round without being spectacular. But I think the thing you want to try avoid in round one is just a really bad experience. You know, if you have an absolute shocker and you've got to fix up a heap of positions and you're worried about things, that's probably you know not ideal. But I'm happy with my side generally outside of maybe Franklin Pele, who obviously didn't see many minutes. But again, he's also bottom price. It's not like I pick someone worth four hundred k that that didn't do anything so um good base and yeah hopefully just really kick goals early in the season those first couple of rounds and build on it from there we'll see that's it mate it's like spoken as a a bloke who didn't have a great start to the season (coughs) round one to me is all about you know finishing the round and not going shit i've got spot fires pulled out all over my team and i don't have enough trades and whatnot like i know a lot of people are sort of sitting there going do i have to trade this week you know maybe one trade whatnot as far as I'm concerned, if you're in that position, regardless of your score, you're not doing too bad. Ads, how'd you go? Yeah, similar to you, blokes. I got 11.09, so I was about 15k rank, but obviously it's pretty close scores. Yeah, I'm the same as you. Uh, I think our sides are pretty similar. There's no obvious trades I have to make. Like, I've got Pele, but there's no obvious 200k front rower <laughs> that anyone would be looking at saying he's a must. So we didn't... I haven't missed out on any must cash cows, and I think... Similar to you blokes, I want to see Jackson Ford play more this week to see whether I... And see Luke Garner. Like, does Garner go to Ford? We've got an extra week to watch and mm. and see. But yeah, it's a nice position to be potentially saving trades this week. Even though I would normally use as many trades as it takes in the first three weeks to make sure you got all the cash cows. There's no obvious player that I'm missing like you blokes. So, yeah, pretty happy. Mm. Yeah, as I said, uh, pretty similar to you, Adji, in that one. 10.43 for the Stallions. Not a great start, but to be honest, I don't think I've been in the top 20,000 after the first week of Supercoach in my entire life. Uh, so not exactly panic stations just yet. I was happy with all the minutes of plays in my team, all the roles outside of the two you just named, Luke Garner and Franklin Pele, blokes who may or may not be on the chopping block this week. But again, even Luke Garner, uh, Hosking, named, Hosking named 18th man again this round. So I'm like... You know, Salmon wasn't the best on the weekend. Not the gun was either, but does he get extra minutes? I'd love to give it another week. Pele, 
It was almost too bad to be true in terms of minutes, so I'd love to just give him one more week in case he does get 25 minutes and a couple of tackle busts and offloads. So uh, not the end of the world. Guys, the unlimited group code, if you want to take on the SC Playbook contributors, 845051. Jump into our unlimited group. It is not a league. We've been overwhelmed by the support of SC Playbook in the preseason, particularly the last week or two with the subscriptions coming into the site. So it's a big thank you to that. We're going to bump up the, the prize money for the unlimited group to $1,000 this season. Give back to you for the support you've given to us straight away. So uh, if it's a sub- subscriber that wins it, it'll be a grand. If it's a non-subscriber, it'll go 500 to them and a th- another 500 to the top-ranked subscriber behind that one. So very, very excited to upgrade the price there. Subscription package is available, of course, because NRL package, $40 for the season. The full NRL, AFL, BBL package for the year is $50. Gives you access to additional premium articles every single week, access to our WhatsApp community with threads around game day, team advice, contributor-only chat where we give our thoughts and trades. Uh, you've been on fire with that one, mate. Like, out of the absolute blue, recaps of every game with all the Supercoach talking points. Yeah, I don't know why I did that. I just thought after I watched the first game, maybe it's because I knew you weren't watching the game. I mm. can't remember. I thought, oh, I'll send, send through some thoughts and then people send like it, so that I'll keep doing it. I can't promise I'm going to do it every game because yeah. No, nah, mate, you've I, set I the bar, set the bar now, so yeah, obviously would, add that well, in. You've just said you were going to watch all the games this week, so I'm happy to. Could, I'd, I'd be interested in your thoughts, well. Yeah, I'll, no, it was good fun anyway. I'll bump, I'll, I was bump in, in. It was I'll, hard to send the Bulldogs one though. I've got to yeah. say, I was, <laughs> yeah. I was out there at Brookie still. I thought, oh god, I got to do it. I can't be biased. <laughs> Friday night, I was doing the show in Armadale and didn't really see much footy. And I remember speaking to you yesterday about saying how good they were in your car. Hope people got a bit out. I'm like. I saw them Friday night, went through every bit of it, going, you beauty, you beauty, shit, shit, shit. Uh, so golden stuff, that. So plenty more access to that, my Q&A each and every week of the Supercoach season. Head to the menu on site at scplaybook.com.au to find the subscription tab. Today's show, the key takes from Teamless Tuesday. Pretty kind of us today, fellas, which is outstanding, thankfully. No, no too many mm. dodgy ones in there. Ads will be going through his true player ownership data, which is, I think, the best data in Supercoach going each and every week. Hot topics, what we learned from round one. Big watch on the minutes and rolls there, of course, and our round two trade and skipper plans, then finishing up with a few listener questions. Boys, starting off with Team List Tuesday, the first one being the bloke we just spoke about. No Zach Hosking. Sorry, when I say no Zach Hosking, being named an 18th man again, do we see spy ourselves giving... You didn't start with Luke Garner, did you, or did you? I didn't, only because of their upcoming buy. Yep. Otherwise, I would have been pretty mm. keen. So, I mean... We don't really know at Penrith. I would suspect, if I'm taking a punt, I think Garner's minutes probably increase as the year goes on. But, I mean, we just don't know, do we? Anything could happen out there. Hosking is a good player as well. Um, time will tell, mate. Mm. Ads, I believe you are a Luke Garner owner. He said, not too, too many spot fires to put out. So he is one that I... In trying to get a step ahead for next week where I think there's going to be a lot of good buys emerge, like, there are so many people who look decent... But, you know, there, there are so many anomalies across the round one of scoring. We see it each and every year, and it will continue to happen where they have one good round, people jump on. I want to see, you know, minutes, rolls, all that thing, thing, all those things, I should say, over the first two rounds. So ideally I'd like to keep Garner, but on 50 minutes at an awkward mid-range 400, 430k price, considering cutting. Yeah, he's the one guy, if I make a change this week, I'd be getting rid of him. Only because I wasn't even convinced when he was on the field. Mm. So I wasn't... I know we all thought our oh, Panthers left side. They're so good with it. You know, he'll, he'll benefit from that. I thought their left side looked really scratchy <coughs> with him there. Like Lou White threw several balls to ground. Like they just looked. I don't know. Just so different with our big Villy army there, having defenders wondering who to defend. Like Luke Garner's just not the same player. And then 
going off after 50 and then Jamin Salmon coming on. And I actually thought Jamin Salmon played okay when he was a night. Yeah, anyway, I'm just not convinced by him. So I might trade him out just to get the cash. So then next week I've got more flexibility with the two or three trades that I'll use next week. But <coughs> we'll see. I think the biggest one there you noted was you can actually get ahead of a trade next week. So round going, this time next week we'll be going into round three. Prices will be changing. If we can get two or three valuable trades in that week, we'll know exactly who to target. Whereas this week, as you said, anomalies happen. It's hard to tell. So if you can make a trade that you, you're not certain you want to do, but maybe you get ahead of the game, it could open up an extra trade for next week. It could be pretty valuable. Yeah, the two-game sample size is a lot better than one game. We learn a lot, we'll learn a lot more from this week. Jai Arrow and Tavita Totola out for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Big middle forward crisis there, Spy. It should only open up more minutes for Shaq Mitchell and Davey Moali, who are both quite good on the weekend. Both got decent time. I think they scored, was it, early to mid-40s. Um, good, cheapy options. I'm a Moali owner. I don't own Shaq, but again... They're like Totola got um, KO'd in the first minute of the game. Jai Arrow played 22 minutes. You still want to see the true minutes, don't you? I think that's maybe the worry. So Jai Arrow, he, he went off. He actually started off the bench. Then I expected him probably to play huge minutes. Because they were so light on middles, straight up they just went cheek ham to an edge and they yeah. said, Jai, you're playing as a middle. He, he got busted. So that's what, at least 40 minutes extra from mm. the weekend that maybe they don't get this week. Um, Made some notes, but there's a host of guys out. Maybe they return soon as well, a couple of them. Um, maybe the rotation looks different this week with Arrow's replacement coming in and playing bigger minutes potentially. Mm. I mean, you're cheering if you own someone like Moali. I don't, but I'm pretty hesitant to go Pele to Moali in case I waste a trade and he plays 25 minutes. Adds Connor Tracy has been named as the bench utility for the Sharks. So obviously started round one with the big four forward bench. There was all these issues around Teague Wilton. Was he going to play 80? We thought he needed 80 to be significant uh, or relevant, I should say, in Supercoach. Wade Graham's copped a, I believe, a three-match suspension, potentially even four if he challenges. I don't know where that's at at the moment. But with the utility on the bench and no Wade Graham, surely that locks in Teague Wilton, who was... Pretty good in round one. Not a massive work rate. Scored a try, no line break, but solid enough nonetheless. Yeah, I was happy to see that. I thought Teague Wilton was one of the big question marks for my side mm. going in. I think you were the same thinking, is he going to play 80? Because if he plays 80, I'm happy to have him inside. But if not, then you start worrying. And obviously he played 80, which was a good start. And then seeing Wade Graham not on that bench, I feel good for the next few weeks there. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very happy with that one. Very happy about that for big boy Teague. Spy, Latrell Mitchell named, obviously suffered a, a suspected, might have been a PCL injury there. Uh, the fact that he's been named, they're obviously relatively confident, may drop out come game day, we will know by Thursday night. Uh, obviously a tough game with the Panthers now, who will be hurting from that round one loss to Brisbane. If you're a Latrell Mitchell owner, let's say he does play this week, would you stick by him or would you be tempted to sell? I think you have to stick by him. Um, the great NRL physio did note that possible performance issues based on a PCL injury, even mm. if he does play. So I think he probably sits in the basket. You see how he looks this week against Penrith. Um, it'd be probably worth trying to find out how long it takes to recover and get back to a bit of peak performance for that. Um, I mentioned NRL Physio there. He does have a subscription thing I'm on, and it's fantastic for that mm. sort of info. Like, so good. The stuff we don't know, he might come out and say, oh, he should be fine by next week regardless. That's pretty important, but realistically... I couldn't be selling a trail. Let's see how it goes this week. If he doesn't score many and he maybe doesn't look in himself, he'll have a pretty big break even next week. And 
then maybe you can drop him down to someone who's going to make a ton of cash. But I mean, I think you pick Latrell. He's got a good run coming up. Hold on, because they got they do have a really good run coming up to sort of round three or four from yeah. memory. Yeah, the best thing with physios injury profiles like it's not hard with all the information out there to find out generally how long a player might be out for if they they do miss you know naming the squad, but. It's the, as you said, the super coach performance, how it's impacted by it. And if there's a reduction or, you know, increase that sort of stuff, it's so, so good. So Now I can pepper him for questions as well after giving exactly. him a plug. That's so that was tactical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tane Milne, named in the reserves to return from suspension. Spy, I believe we're Thompson owners. Ad, you you Thompson owner? No. Not a Thompson owner. Nine tackle bus on the weekend. I know. Yeah, in a, a tough old matchup against the Sharkies there. So and an offload. And an offload. So no tries or anything, but really promising for Isaac Gee, he Thompson. Looked, he looked slow on the right edge. I, think, I can't remember how it happened. He was slow as he wants, just bust yeah. tackles. I was at the pub and he, um, I was a few few too many schooners down by that point. Might have been the second half and he was heading towards the try line. <laughs> he just couldn't quite make it. Mm. No, I, I didn't see that game. That's... Because I had my daughter's uh, 18th birthday, Janet, so that was the game I missed. Are you happy to have him in your side? Like, is he worth... So, for me, if I want to downgrade, say, Brian To'o next week, is Thompson sure. happy with Thompson? Yeah. Uh, I, so, I, look, I probably won't play him again this week because I think Penrith might do a bit of a number on the Bunnies just because they've got no middles. I just think opportunity for Thompson, particularly on the right edge of the Bunnies, the less favoured. The less favoured edge, although with how good Ilias was on the weekend, maybe we'll see that right edge come a bit more into the game. Campbell Graham got a couple of tries. That just as easily in coming weeks can become Thompson as well. I know there was one time Latrell half double pumped and he went short to Campbell Graham. He could have easily hit Thompson. So I expect that to open up in coming weeks. Yeah, so with that draw, I was very happy to, you know, potentially sit him outside of the 17 for the first three, four weeks till it softens up. I think he could be, you know, essentially a slow-burning CT dub, probably going against the norm of how CT dubs make their money of being a roller coaster. I could see, see three to four weeks of slow scoring, but when the soft games come with the bunnies, who looked excellent, I can see him going real good. So I played I, him over Khan Pereira, so he's thirty oh, plus in models. Well played, yeah. <laughs> he actually doubled Khan Pereira's score or tripled it in tackle bus alone. Mm. Adam Elliott out for the Knights with a groin injury. Poor bugger, cannot get rid of that one. Greg Marju is in the bloke we all expected to be there round one. Uh, he did miss with, I believe it was an injury, might have been illness or something, but so big, big watch on Marju because, you know, we were talking about Caelan Pong on that left edge and the left wing being a golden spot. Heimel Hunt scored a try in that one. Uh, I, I don't think he's in the 17, is he? I think he's in the extended bench, is he? Extended bench. Okay. Yeah, so he's got to wait and see if he's actually going to play come game day, but he's obviously close. So. Okay, not far off the mark. Uh, the big one was one of the bigger takes on TLT. Jack Bird named it lock for the Dragons with Ben Murdoch Masilla. Very cheap. I believe he's around about 230k. Named starting the edge for the Dragons. So, I mean, would have been bold to start with him, but a big watch this week, Ads. I hadn't seen that one, actually. Yeah. Um, I was happy with Jack Bird because I got him in my draft side, but didn't realise Ben Murdoch Masilla. It, that's, it's one of the interesting things with the, dra- with the um, buy in the first three weeks is that usual rush after round three to work out who do I bring in. Like, we've got an extra week on him. If he does go well in his first two games, mm. we can bring him in in round four. So that's... It's magic, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it's a nice... Um, and someone bonus like... bonus the buy rounds. Even if you hold on to... If we hold on to someone like Pele and he doesn't do well, even if he doesn't do well next week, he doesn't have any money to lose. Yeah. So then you can free yeah. him up to Murdoch Masilla if needed, so... That is exactly yeah. what I was thinking. Pele to him if he does well. And I said, you might need to wait that extra week. Mm. You know, we can get a, a better idea on, on guys like Moali and Shaq. So a uh, bit of a watch there on the edge. And the last one, Kieran Foran, 
named to play on the edge for the Titans. Now, he'll obviously have to pass fitness tests on what was a suspected PCL injury, but just the fact that his name, I think it's great news for Dave Fafida, who with both Fermor out suffering that ACL injury last week, devastating for Fermor. Fafida moved to that left edge, was it within about 20 minutes of that game? Falls to Fafida, straight his, through. Pretty much his first touch, untouched oh. at the line, in and away, Fafida goes. Um, very, also really huge for Khan Pereira. It is, um, it is. Despite well, his eight or whatever on the weekend. Worth noting that, and we'll get to Boyd later, but the Titans had no ball, they had no field position the whole time, and they scored three or four tries just off one play things that happened. One off a scrum, a couple off kicks, so they didn't spend any time in the 20 to set up for attacking. Mm. So things could totally change once they get back in the red zone there. But Tigers just physically dominated territory and then just couldn't, couldn't find points in the, in the red zone on the weekend, which I've got some thoughts on maybe for later. Um, but I think Cam Pereira is someone I really wanted to play this week against Saints. My other concern playing him, though, obviously after scoring eight, is Saints haven't had a game yet, so they're fresh. Mm. We they're saw ready how, to go. We saw how good every yeah. team was defensively over the weekend as a general thing. They're ready to turn up early in the year. It's not late in the season where bikes are falling apart and that, so I'd be tentative to play him, but he is, at the same time, he could score three easily. Yeah. And, but if, if Foz wasn't there or if he isn't there, there's not a chance you play Cam Pereira because so much of, aside from his price, yeah. the impact is Foz playing there, creating the space out wide, and it just becomes, again, a bit of a gold mine, I think. Round yeah. one, not so much, but Foz also did go off early in that one. So hopefully, for all those blokes' sake, Kieran Fraun's good to go. Guys, Paddy and George mentioned to me that they're getting a lot of you guys contact them recently about debt consolidation. If you have a few different credit cards or loans with multiple repayments, they can merge them all into one loan with a single repayment at a much lower rate, meaning less stress and more money in the pocket. That sounds unreal. It's a great option for a lot of people with their debt getting out of hand. I know it can also be a bit of a sensitive issue for some, but rest assured you're not alone. There's many people in the same boat, and Pat and George are always there to help out. Better yet, mention you're an SC Playbook listener and they'll give you a free plan on how to get your debts in order. That's $129 saving, enormous. Uh, they've also mentioned there's been a lot of referrals from SC Playbook from people based outside of New South Wales, a lot of Queenslanders as well. They've also opened up a, a store up in Brisbane. So anyone wanting, preferring the face-to-face -face side of things, uh, available there for anyone wanting to get in touch with the boys. If you do want to get in touch with them, there's ads for them boys with their email, everything just about uh, in all our articles on our website. Also, you can direct message them on Instagram at Pat and George Mortgage Choice. Fellas, let's get stuck into our hot topics from round one and leading into round two. So, Ads, we'll start with you, mate. Two-player ownership data. I mentioned it before, absolutely golden stuff. If you could, I suppose, just, just talk to, through to anyone new to your data and potentially the SC Playbook podcast, uh, what it is exactly. Yeah, so what, what happened a few years ago, I got frustrated with looking at that player ownership data on the Supercoach website. So when you click in there and say, hey, what percentage of teams own a certain player, it just didn't feel... I remember at the time seeing certain players that might say that 40% of teams owned him, but every team I was looking at around me all owned them, and that player was Manu Mayu at the time. And so <laughs> What a gun. Yeah. Avail in the centres. Yeah. yeah, and everyone had him because he was a gun. <laughs> yeah. But the, the website said only 40%, and it was all those ghost teams at the end of the year in particular that, that didn't have him. They just, so they just kill those stats. So anyway, so just I've got a, a guy that um, helps me out to, in India to help me scrape the data to, from the website to be able to actually compile the data to be able to look at the top 100,000 teams and then see what percentage of teams in the top 100, or the top 1,000, top 2,000, whatever it might be, own each player. Now, I noticed this year on the 
website now, you can go in and select top 1% of teams, mm. top 5% of teams of ownership, which is a, an improvement from the site. But a couple of things. First of all, it makes it, it's just very hard to go and compare easily for play. You have to click in each time. And it's just hard to then see who stands out as being different. So I find the way they presented the data quite uh, pretty unusable. Mm. And it's also just littered with mistakes at the moment. Like it's just playing up the website. You know, there'll be players that it says are owned by 30% of the top 1% of teams that really actually no, no teams own that player. So I don't know what's going on. Maybe that'll just take a few weeks to fix. But I would just say if you're looking at that data, it is a bit unreliable at the moment. So you have pulled together the data which we'll um, send out Really, not long after this, I can send it to you and you yep. can send it out. Yeah, the article, article will come out each week with all that and just graft, put together very nicely, easy to read and my most read story of the week by a mile. Yeah, look, I think obviously this week it's a bit obvious, right? So yep. you're going to look at, okay, who would the leading teams have? Well, not surprisingly, the leading teams are going to have DCE and Garrick and because the, you know, they, they're the two highest scoring teams of the <coughs> week. But there's a couple of things that um, I, I think just demonstrates like round one. So if you look at something like 5.8, so overall about the... I think Matt Burton and Adam Dewey are pretty much the same owned across all teams. About 30% of teams own them both overall. Whereas if you look in the top 20,000, uh, 11% of them own Burton and 67% of them own Dewey. So it's just a great example of this week, if you, ha- if you, bought, if you had Dewey instead of Burton, you're much more likely to be in the top 20,000 than not. Now, I think what then t- tends to happen is a lot of people can say, oh, I need to trade Dewey to Burton in round one. Well, the exact opposite could happen in round two, right? Like, and that's the nature of sometimes those, those attacking positions where the players got upside. Like, the Bulldogs got one try, so Matty only had one kick at goal, and he didn't have a happy day. But he's a great player. He could easily come out and reverse that. So I, I wouldn't be panicking this week on, on one week of data. That could, that could change straight both Burton and Dewey, but that was the big talking point of the preseason, wasn't it? B- between who we go, Dewey and Burton. I think potentially at one stage all three of us had Burton. Thankfully for Supercoach and for, for this panel anyway, the Birdo you mentioned last week, he was a bit crooking that second trial and it was more of a more of a training gallop for him. That mm. sort of turned us off him. And we all I think we might have had Dewey anyway, but I know I was running a Birdo combination with him, so it's only one round in, but so far it's a knockout win. I was about Dewey. to correct that blasphemy. I thought you were suggesting I wasn't starting with Dewey. <laughs> but yes, I, I did, always I, had Dewey too. I did consider both at one yeah, point. Yeah. Dewey's a great supercoach player, and you, oh and you watched God. him on the weekend. And even in a losing side, like he just looked threatening every time he had the ball, and he's a big guy. He runs, and like it's a post year, a year later after the ACL, I, I just think he's, he had so many touches. He's, yeah, he's my a only player. thing I'm filthy at is I didn't captain him. I did not have it in me to do it round one, and what 45 extra points or something. But that's all right. Sometimes you got to play the percentages, <laughs> which is fine. It'll yeah. work out in the long, in the long run. He's a gun. So I, I like I won't dwell on these numbers this week because they're all a bit <coughs> a bit obvious. Yep. But um, there was something else I was going to mention, but it'll come to me in a minute. Well, I'll tell you my favourite part of these. Or yeah. I, I love them week to week, but yeah. as the season goes on, you might look at someone and think, oh, I'm going to bring in so-and-so, player X. Let me just see how he's tracking. And sometimes I go, oh, he's way more owned than I realised. That's probably not going to help me much. I'd rather someone maybe under-owned. Or conversely, I'll go to bring someone in I think is reasonably well-owned in the top 1,000 or whatever it may be, and they might be like 15% when I expected 40 or 50. Mm. Okay, thank you very much. Bang, straight in. And it gives me some confidence to have a crack and yeah. uh, bring those fellas in rather than someone that might be 70%, uh, which is a little bit like a neutral sort of play, which can be the move, but just let you decide tactically what you want to do there. It's well, magic. If, you, yeah, if you're going to make a pod, like you're trying to bring in a pod, and then you actually want to look at the teams around you or ahead of you to see is it actually a pod or not. And uh, there's no point in bringing one in if it's not. Like it's actually all you're going to do is 
cancel out your scores with the teams above you. So, yeah, that, that was the idea. That's why I put it together in the first place because I was trying to work out mm. what to do for my team. Yep. And I was frustrated thinking, oh, hold on, if I do this, 40% of teams don't have them. And I looked around, I'm like, hold on, they've all got that. Right. So you, it, yeah. This is how you sort of, I suppose, got in contact with SC Playable because you were sharing with Desi Creek the year he won at 2019 and you finished, what, top 20 on that year? Yeah, about 30th or something. Yep. Yeah, I, yeah, I was in the top 10 for a while and then I dropped out. But I was never going to win because Des was so far in front. But Imagine yeah. if you finished finish second behind Des by a handful of points and you'd been giving this golden data. Yeah, that'd be okay, man. He's right, he's a good fellow. I'd be happy Desi. for Des. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all that data is available at StatHQ on the, the SC Playbook website, our big data data segment to the website, uh, improving that each and every single day. Uh, the way Ads does his data, as you said, the way he displays it, though, is fantastic in the article form, really easy to read. Uh, but if you do want to jump in and look at an individual player, jump in there, a bit of analysis to come with it as well, obviously. Well, the one thing I did, I did pull together, actually, was just to see the buy impact. So I had a look to see the... What percentage of teams own the big manly players throughout this week? So to give you an idea, say across the top 20,000 teams, on average you've got about three players missing, pretty mm. much 3.0, which I think is a lot. I think it's a lot in round <laughs> one because a lot of those leading teams have got Garrick, they might have DCE, they've definitely got Turbo. And so I actually reckon the buy each week is going to have an impact. So I've tried to think with my team about when they're going to have a buy and, and have players that are going to play those first 12 weeks because, over you know, it, we can easily react too much to week to week, but we've got to look and think, okay, over the next 10 weeks, who's going to have a higher average? So, yeah, yeah it's a good example of a lot of those leading teams are going to struggle this week with the buy impact, I reckon. Mm. Yeah, quick, quick story on that to Ash. I was at work, fella came down, he I just realised we love our super coach and our footy. He goes, how'd you go, mate? I don't think he's played this super coach more often, maybe fantasy. And he goes, I said, how'd you go, mate? He's like, score this, like, it's You've done well. He goes, yeah, Captain Cherry Evans, three Patrick. <laughs> like, you did what? <laughs> so I was like, fair play to you, mate, fair play. <laughs> yeah, he'll be on the panel next week, the big fella, if you can keep <laughs> that form up. Uh, guys, can you do on with the hot topics? And we'll start with the more traded, highest traded in plays for the week thus far, into the most traded out, uh, into a bunch of other stuff. Jermaine Asako, $383,000, the most traded player in this round. Tunned up, spy... The Dolphins were wonderful on the weekend, but they were so up for that game. It was like their intensity levels were unbelievable. Can they back it up round two? I'm not convinced on Jermaine Isako, uh, and you've also got a bit to touch on around break-evens for people new to Supercoach as well. Yeah, a few important points before I get into Isako. Um, firstly, your average, uh, when your price goes up, it's based on a three-round average. So your first score, your second, and then whatever you get that week. What you'll find is for blokes that went really well in round one, especially cheapies, um, they'll have potentially one good price rise in them. But if their second and third round scores aren't what they were in round one, by the time you get to their second price rise, which isn't much, their break even could be right down low again because um, the good score will have rolled out of those three rounds. Now, just, just on break evens, if you're sitting there and you're not actually sure what it is, obviously plenty of new players to the game in that, a break even is essentially what a player needs to score on any given week in order to make money. So if you break even 70, that player's got to make 70 points or he'll, he'll lose money. Uh, any above it, you make it. So We'll refer to them over and over and over again on the podcast. <coughs> yeah, important to know. And if you've got any questions around that, just, just hit us up, ask away, because sometimes we might forget we say something that not everyone knows. But yeah, I think it's really important. Jermaine Osaka, the perfect example of this, he could easily come out this weekend and score 35. Then you have a look and he might score 35 again, which means, yeah, he might make 30, 40k or something in the first round, but then he'll have two 35s in his average. 
And his break even, which we just spoke about, could be up around 70 again. So he might have made 30k and he's back to square one. So for me, I think he's just a classic watch here. If he comes out and scores 70 or 80 again, I'll probably grab him next week, take that money and possible upside and maybe use him as a stepping stone to someone else. But I mean, unless you've got something you really need to fix up, I just don't think it's worth going to him just yet. Let's see what the Dolphins can produce and see how his work rate is and go from there. Mm. Uh, I'm not convinced on him at all at this stage. Even next week with a solid score, I won't be. If he comes out and, you know, goes 80-plus next week, you probably use him at very least as a cash grab. But where do you sit on him? Uh, I'm not remotely interested in the moment. Mm. Need to, if he posts 100 again, then you might need to do it for the cash. But I, I, then you'd, you'd have to look at burning two trades. We, I mean, we could be wrong. I've been wrong in the past mm. with, with some big ones like this. But he's just not a super coach player for me. Like he, I know he scored well on the weekend. But he wasn't like he was busting eight tackles, scoring solo tries. Like he was, he was the only end of back lines putting the ball down. Yep. So we've seen him for a number of years. Why is he suddenly going to be a super coach relevant player out of nowhere? I, I don't believe it. So I, I wouldn't be. <coughs> he had some really good scores at fullback in. previously, but he is on the wing yeah. now. So you're relying on those attacking I stats his, coming in. His numbers way. this afternoon. So in seven <coughs> games on the wing in 2022, he averaged 36. That was for the Broncos, who were a top four team at the time. In five games on the wing in 2021, he averaged 45.6. You know, not bad, but doesn't exactly reassure you. So, only thing I'd say there is last year, for example, uh, Reynolds would have been kicking. So maybe he can add 10 with the boot, which gets him 46 at that price. Yeah. But he also was playing for Brisbane, who were, yeah. they were firing. They were. That so was their top four price, right? Like it's 383k. Yep. What are you, are you downgrading a Toto to Osako mm. or are you upgrading? Well, I think Are you upgrading a chart? Like, I don't know what I you're doing. To I get think what you do, you wouldn't be chasing it. It's if you've got someone sitting there next week and he scored Cash well there. again and you go, I need to get rid of this guy. Instead of using one trade to go straight to player X, you might use that one extra trade to potentially make 100, 120K. Yeah, fair enough. And maybe he keeps going. Well, you take, take that pump. But yeah, you wouldn't be sort of getting rid of, rid of someone you're happy with. And you don't want yeah. to have to move another player somewhere else in your team to bring him yeah. in and suddenly... Burn might be an opportunist thing if, if it works for you. yeah. yeah. Fellas, Jermaine Hopgood, holy dooly. 84 minutes, 57 tackles, five offloads, 20 runs. Look, we're not going to spend much time on him. He's the second most traded in, as he should have been. I don't know what you're doing if you didn't start with him, but Spy, like he'll, if he keeps that up, he'll be up there with a firing Cleary and Tommy Turbo as a lock, not a lock, a skipper option every week. What a gun. Oh. Absolute gun. Just um, it's taken to round two for me to do this, but I haven't sledged my good mate Matty Ryan yet this year. Spent <laughs> a bit of time with him over summer, and we forged a bond. But it hasn't I haven't forgotten that he beat me last year for the first time ever, <laughs> and I'm coming after him. So it's actually Spy versus Matty. It's my revenge tour, and he's named his team after last week Jermaine Howgood. So <laughs> he's not a comedian. Uh, hopefully, he can keep up his. Uh, his super coach prowess to at least test me this year. Yeah, a bit of a bugger. The, the one disadvantage of the podcast, and I mean the only disadvantage aside from seeing our mugs, of course, of coming in studio this year is we've got such a great you know list of contributors to come on the podcast. Clem, Walsh, a few others, and, and Matty Ryan being another one. Can't get them into the studio for it. So th- there'll be ways to integrate them throughout the year and I have plenty of plans. I think we've got Clem lined up to come on uh, in a few weeks' time. That'll live in proceedings a little bit. Nice. Uh, Maddie, she actually is funny, unlike Maddie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So Matty Ryan, we're, we're hoping he gets home in the, that uh, international break, middle of the year, about J- June, July, so the soccer boys normally get their break. So we'll get you, geez, there'll be some war, war of words between then and you, between him. So It'll be on. Might not be able to have you on the same panel by that stage. Fellas, Hamiso Tabuai, Fido, third most traded in, 330k, 70-odd on the weekend. The biggest thing for Hammer, I think 17 or 18 runs adds. Uh, he's at 50k cheaper than Asako, which I like. Exact same as Asako. I'm not going near him this week for all the same reasons, but people flocking to him. Yeah, again, I'm the same as you. I think let's have another look at him. I remember last year when you you brought him in cheap at the end of the year, didn't you, in one buy round or something? And I, I brought him in for the, the I think it was the first major buy round. Yeah. Played him in that buy round. I think he might have scored a double for eighty odd points. Yeah. But then like talking about break evens and whatnot, I was like, sweet, I'll, I'll earn a stack of cash off him here. I think the second week after they had him, when players came back, I didn't play him. But he scored about eleven points or something. So I got my points from him. He earned a bit of cash, but it, like it doesn't take long for that. To drop down. Yeah, I'd say if you're tempted by him, just go back and have a look at some of his scores over the last mm. two years. There's some low ones in there. But he did he did look good to the eye, like you said. Mm. He's, he he played well. So if he does that again, he would be a, he would be tempting, I reckon. Just if he, if he plays like that again, not just scores like that. Uh, yeah. If him and Asaka have the same output, and Asaka goes 100 and Hammer goes 70, I know break even rise and money cash and Asaka will be more tempting, but like I'd probably look in further at Hammer, Spy. Well, yeah, you're spending way less cash on him for a start, and he plays fullback. Like yeah. he's going to get more yeah. touches. He's a very good footballer, as we know. He's played Origin. His support player was outstanding on the weekend. If he touches the ball in space, he scores. So yeah, just one, one to watch. I think we're all pretty keen just to see how the Dolphins played out, and I still stand by that. Well, let's see how they look this weekend. Um, after, as you said, they couldn't have been more up for it on Sunday. Um, if they show us the goods, we can go there. If not, um, you know, we'll reassess next week. Really, he'll just have a bigger role in that team, right, than he did at the Cowboys. Because almost like he's suddenly expected to stand up and play, which he did last yep. week. A bit like Jeremy Marshall, King and Hooker. Like those guys now, like they're they're key part of that spine. So, yeah, look, he he was he was pretty mm. good actually, much better than I was expecting. Yep, yep. Uh, me too, mate. Uh, again, wasn't convinced. Still not convinced, but couldn't have been any more impressive in round one. So we'll see. Uh, if the Dolphins were the biggest shock team of the round, Josh King, probably the biggest shock player Ooh. of the round, played 80 minutes for the Storm, 96 points. A bit of a blow is that he's only available at 2RF, second row forward. Question from Michael Roberts came in. Is King a bit of a trap with, with Kami Kamitha and Tarek Sims due back? I think Kami Kamitha is a few more weeks away. Tarek, still no Tarek Sims name for the Storm. Very popular boys, but again, I just... You want to see another week, don't you, Spy? Oh, I think you definitely do. Um, owned him last year for a while. I think when he's quite cheap and he's a reasonable player. He has a crack, but he's also not. I mean, he might have improved over the offseason. He did play well, but he's not a powerful body. So, I mean, whether they want to keep using him for big, big mm. minutes, I'm just not sure yet. People to come back, as you said. Uh, again, he might land in the category next week. If you've got, if he scores decently again and you've got someone to cut, sure, go for it. But, I mean, I'm not going to tear my second row apart, um, you know, Murray for feeder. I'm not going to drop someone like that for Josh King, I wouldn't think, unless he really, really impresses this week. But um, He's not going to score tries every week either, is he? Did he score one? Or set one assist? up with yeah, a line got, break assist. So he got 20 points for that. So 48 tackles, 13 runs, so good numbers, but yeah. he's not going to be an 80-minute forward, put it that way. So, so, Surely. So if you take out that, he yeah. got 80 and 80, and he's not going to play 80 every week, so you got, you'd have to lower your expectations. Yeah. But... He might still be a handy pickup. I mean, like I say, you watch him this week and, and yes. see. Hopefully the Bulldogs control him in uh, 
Melbourne on Sunday. Mate, no, 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 Pe- Pele will sort him out in his yeah, 15 yeah. minutes. Yeah, over that. Easy. <laughs> Max King can take out Josh King. Add <laughs> another one with a lot of red flags around him. Lachlan Elias, seventh most traded in, $363,000. Probably the best game of his, his young career thus far, but in a side with so many attacking weapons, like, you'd need to do it again this week to even consider, wouldn't you? Yeah, well, I did, that's the game I didn't see, so I was a little okay. bit surprised to see his score oh. as high as he did, but it sounds like he played well. He was unreal. He's a good player. Like, I think he's a good young half, and, like, obviously last year was his first year in first grade, so so we've seen plenty of blokes in their second year really step up. I thought Ezra Mann was the same for Brisbane, by the way. He was he was fantastic for them. Wasn't he ever? Yeah. Well, he suddenly looked really dangerous. So, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd have to watch him, but I'd... Without seeing him, it's hard to comment, but I was surprised by his score. <clears throat> Look, without, with Nico Hurt um, at the moment, uh, if you've got someone as your backup half next week and he performs well again, again, he might fit that cash grab mould and just see if he can work his way up to like 500k or something. He's, I'm a bit like you, I really rate him, uh, and he could just come on leaps and bounds this year. He ran a line off Cam Murray, I think it was. He'll keep potentially doing that. Let's see. Um, but I mean, again, don't. It's probably the theme of the day, but don't sort of run away and break up your side for these sort of blokes. If you've got someone to cut, maybe it's worth a short-term grab just to see what happens. Matty, as our resident uh, bunnies expert, firstly, I suppose, you're out at the game at Shark Park on Saturday night. Mm. Your thoughts on... Firstly, your thoughts on Lachlan Ilias. He was outstanding. Well... Uh, the Fox Fox League actually released their ratings. The Shark South game was one of the I think could be the highest regular season game they've ever had with six hundred and sixty thousand. Because I was on the hill at Shark Park, six hundred and sixty thousand had a better view than I did. <laughs> I got I got to view none of that game because I was on this <laughs> fucking back hill, family hill. But I was but the family hill you can't drink. So then I got shoved to the corner. So I can only <laughs> to see, drink. Yeah. So then I can only see this corner <laughs> of the field. So when when Ilias knocks the ball out of Ron, Ronnie's hand. I thought Ronnie dropped it over the line until I watched the replay when I got home. Yeah. Anyway, I had to watch the whole thing again on TV. And when I watched it the second time, yeah, Ilias. Ilias is <laughs> fantastic. I love that you, you had the decision. You, you, you trekked out from the city out to Cronulla. <laughs> we got back from Armadale at five o'clock yeah. and we went straight out to Cronulla. And you had to get to the game and you had the decision to, to watch the footy or sit in the corner with an obstructed view, but you could drink beer. Yeah. Yeah, and, I, and that's what I did because that drive, <laughs> that drive, I needed a beer or two after that. But yeah, um, I forgot what the question was. <laughs> uh, no, that was around Ilias. But, oh. the, mate, the more important one was uh, we were talking before about Thompson. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, not, not the quickest wing we've ever seen, but busted nine tackles. Yeah. We saw Tane Mill named in the extended squad this week. Do you think he did enough to keep his spot, Thompson? I think so. Like, he had, he had a... Pretty poor error, but outside of that, like he, as you said, he made nine tackle breaks. He, you know, he, he never, I know he got chased down by Ronaldo, but as you said, he's, he's not there for his speed. That's, AJ's there on the other side. They're completely different wingers. Um, I think we need the big, big Isaac back there for now. If he has a couple of average games, like it's up to him, because if he has one or two average games, then Tane's there ready, because Tane's more than capable. He, he had a couple of brain explosions in the final series last year, but outside of that, like he, he's a good player. Um, but I wouldn't be dropping Isaac for now. Spy, Matty Burton, the most traded out player this week. Do you, it doesn't help that he's playing Melbourne in Melbourne this week. Do you, like you picked him for a reason. 
he, he had a Barry Crocker on the weekend, but we know how much of a talent he is. We know he can bounce back, but will he? If you owned, would you be selling? Yeah, he's probably one of the blokes I would be tempted to sell, just based on the doggies and I think, as you probably know, down there, they need some combinations where it's, mm. it's not going to happen overnight. Could take a month, six weeks to really start to forge that. Um, put it like this, if you don't, I don't want to say it's too loud because I want his ownership to stay low, but if you don't have Dewey, you have to go Burton to Dewey. I think that I think you have to do that. Agree. Don't yeah. clip that. Um, <laughs> but otherwise, who do you go to? I mean, not sure if you've got Burton sitting there. I'd be reasonably happy to give him another week if you've got, say, Dewey and Burton. And then you can downgrade him next week or go to, to Katoa. You go to Katoa next week. I think is yeah. another one you ideally probably want one more look at. And mate, if Birdo looks really good this week, he's um, then goes into the Tigers the week after, and maybe he's a hold. But mm. yeah, I, th- I wouldn't be sort of super sold on him at this stage. I think he could be maybe a, a second half of the season buy. Ads, you fluttered around it before and mentioned that you know how easily he could bounce back if you can take your heart out of it and you're you're an owner. Would you give him one more week? Yeah, I would. I mean, like you say, it is tough when they're playing Melbourne. Mm. But, look, if you look at Matt's scores last year, he was a bit hot and cold super coach, coach-wise last year, right? He, he, he had something like 10 scores <coughs> under 40, but still averaged about 58, I think it was. Yeah, but, but equally, he, he won a whole bunch of games for the Bulldogs. I think he yeah. just finished just outside the top 10 in the Dally M. Like, he's a young half. He's going to be still a bit like that. And so I think when he's on, he's on, and he's going to be kicking goals. I still think he's a really viable option for all the reasons why people did a week ago. Like... To be honest, he wasn't the only bad player last week for the dogs. Like we had a just a tough afternoon. Like people, it just wasn't think people think Billy Army kick out can't play second yeah. row. Like no, so yeah. so the guy can play, and I I I think it's a little bit sideways after one week, but at the same time I can understand what you're saying with Dewey. Like Dewey's a super coach weapon. I, I I've <coughs> got Dewey, so I'm not going to change Dewey. Yeah. Uh, my daughter has Birdo. She's a mad dogs yeah. fan, and she's. There's no way she's trying She'll to keep the well faith. To Dewey. Yeah, she's yeah. not trying to do it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I will say something stood out last week for Birdo. It was first half and he threw a nice dummy. and just It just looked good. That sort of like that Burton running game. He didn't end up going through the line, but he's more than capable of crashing over a couple of times Absolutely. on any, any given day yeah. and then kicking goals. So, yeah, yeah, we know what he can be about. Anyone outside of Melbourne in Melbourne? And look, let's be realistic. They've got no middles at the moment. It's not helping the cause and, and it's not changing anytime soon. So I think that is the fact. Munster's like, out. It's not his side, but like they're missing Pappy and Munster. It's not. Yeah. It's not elite Melbourne. Yeah. Um, although that'll be tough. Boys, cheese. Brandon Smith, third most sold player. He had a HIA early on in this game. Played, I believe, fifty-eight minutes. Scored mid thirties. Roosters were a shambles. Uh, you know, it wasn't the doggy day. It wasn't the Roosters' day either. Spy. Surely you give Cheese one more week. Oh, it couldn't be more of a hold. Um, yeah. This time next week, if he's not cutting the mustard, I'm happy to move him on. But Sonny Luke, come in. Like. He literally got he got knocked out pretty early. Or not knocked out, but HIA yeah. pretty early, which throws your whole pattern out early. And then he spent a bit of time in the back row. And that may have, I can't remember, it may have been because of injuries. Yeah, in yeah because Victor Radley went off. Victor Radley went off. So Matt he had Lodge to go went back. Off. They lost he both get of them. He didn't hooker, which was where you want him. Let's just give it a week. See how it goes. And they were just blown off the park by the Dolphins. Like Lions beat everything. They shut him out of the game. Uh, same boat ads? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not selling him this week. but you, you weren't convinced last week, were you, before round one? No, I had him. And I, to be honest, if I was putting together my side again from the start of the yep. season, I probably would go without him, actually. I, I thought, just even watching, I thought, you know what? This isn't going to be the last time he's HIA'd off during a game. Yeah, With his new independent doctor True. kind of regime. Making blokes go. He, he goes hard. Yeah. So does Victor Radley. And as soon as Victor Radley goes off, Cheese moves into it. So it's not, 
I reckon we're going to see plenty of games where his minutes do what they did on the weekend. Mm. And I don't know, he's just... I think he's not going to lose money at the moment. He's solid in the team. I'm not going to trade him out. But even when the Roosters have that buy in round three, is it? Uh, it's actually round, round four. four. So that's, four. that's your... Per- I'm probably, yeah. realistically, I'd probably give him three weeks and yeah. I can trade him round four. I'll, I'll have bigger on. things to do next week, I'd suggest, but you're spot on. Could yeah. be a round four trade, if not cutting the mustard. Keep yeah. him then, I reckon. And yeah. Then, and then reevaluate. And if he's had two good weeks and there's price rise, then you might keep him in there. But he's not a guaranteed... Uh, you know, keeping the mid-year for me the way I, what I saw the other day. For me on Brandon, it's just does he look likely or not. If he plays this week, oh, he's looking dangerous. That is, it's nice. But if he's sort of looking a bit more subdued or passing a lot early in a new side, then that's when I go, oh, I probably don't want him at the moment. Mm. But we'll see. I, I'm... I'm not overly concerned about Cheese. I think if he bangs out his 55 to 60 minutes, the Roosters will come good. He'll score well. Uh, that being said, I have Harry Grant... At hooker with him, who was terrific last week. He's locked into my side and dare say won't be going anywhere. Sonny Luke has scored about 60 in 25 minutes. Absurd that he played that many minutes, but surely that's rectified this week and he plays the 50 to 55 that we anticipated. So if Sonny Luke comes out and plays that and scores 50-odd again and cheeses, even only okay, you still might go down cheese to... Sorry, cheese spy uh, from cheese to Luke. Cheese to Sonny, yeah. Also, Sonny looked unbelievable. Oh, so like good. the second coming of Appy <coughs> on the weekend. Hopefully, if obviously you're a Penrith fan, you hope that sticks. But gee, you look good. He played about the same number of minutes as Appy. <laughs> what was going on there? Bizarre. Yeah. Spy, uh, one of your boys, Tommy Talao. Not one of your boys, but he's a Tigers boy, I should say. Yeah, he's one of my boys. I don't know him. He's one of my boys. 301k, <laughs> 19 points. Fourth most sold player. The thing I'll say about these CT dubs is, especially cheapy CT dubs, they have their good weeks, they have their low weeks, it happens. And half the blokes went well this week at sub 400k are going to go shit this week and it's going to flip around alternatively like the other boys. So surely give Tommy a week. Definitely. He copped a cork. I don't know what minute, but he played at least half the game. He yeah. could barely stand up. It was and terrific that, in the that, second trial. Yeah, they were just short of numbers and he couldn't go off. And he hobbled, hobbled out to the 78. He was busted out there, wasn't he? Geez, a tough little character. Yeah. Um, Nights at Leichhardt, Sunday afternoon. I'll be out there. Like It's a pretty friendly matchup for the Tigers, I think. You have to. You have to own him this week. Just set it up. He'd be having nightmares about David Fafita, though. Oh. David, David yeah. ran through him. I think you mix your words up, mate. I think David Fafita's having nightmares about Tommy Tillett. (laughs) Jamming in, outside in. (laughs) Uh, Boys, we spoke about Khan Pereira, who's the fifth most sold. (coughs) Fits that exact billing. Like, his bottom dollar, it it might... It's going to take time. Like... He's going to score a hat-trick at some point, isn't yeah, he? And then he'll falls. make 150k in three weeks. It's yeah. 200k. Just even if, even if you're never playing him, just leaving until he scores some tries. There's nowhere really to go. He's 200k. We've seen this over the last couple of years. There's some of those <coughs> those centre wings, the cash guys. You just got to wait for them to get their little run and then sell them. Mm. And I reckon in the last couple of years we've seen people sell them too early. Actually, a couple of them developing the keepers almost for the last couple of years yep. where you can mm. reliably have them as a, a backup if you were down a man. So you definitely wouldn't be I honestly think the Titans-Tigers Titans, game, Titans Tigers game as a whole is nearly a write-off supercoach-wise. It's mm. just an odd game of footy, and I think it'll just get maybe back to the norm a bit this week. Uh, I'm not saying play Cam Pereira, but just, just hold on for now. Let's see how he goes. Especially there is no other obvious <coughs> 200k winger that you look at and go, you must have. Like, that, mm. that just isn't and that, maybe people going to Braden Willie Army at... 240k and Willie Army, uh, he was solid. He was, he was mid 40s, 
but job security is always going to be a concern with him for me. And I just look at him. He's dual to RF centre, which is really handy. But as a job security, you know, they're not going to play the Knights in New Zealand every week. Uh, obviously, a far tougher matchup against the Roosters this week, made less daunting by the injuries to their middles. But like Willie Army, who's quite popular, again, surprisingly 20% ownership. I yeah. thought that'd be a lot less. Yeah. But adds another one that, like the Khan Pereira. I'll more than likely hold on to him for a while, but let's say the rest of the CT dub goes well this week and Khan Pereira scores another eight and Willie Army scores 70, well, just make the trade next week. Yeah, yeah definitely. that makes sense then. <coughs> uh, we've spoken about Luke Garner. Hayes Perham, another one of your doggies, adds the eighth most sold, 33 points. Uh, look, unconvincing. Look, I mean, we didn't have him in our side from in the first place. But would you be selling now if you already owned? I mean, like it wasn't 33 points. It's not horrible in a side that scored one try. Yeah, I mean, not commenting about Hayes' game. Because I actually thought he played quite well, actually. Uh, but <coughs> I think before the season we looked and said, yeah. collectively, we didn't really think he was a super coach selection versus some other guys there. So I, I didn't see anything that would change my mind about him as a super coach player. I thought he was solid in terms of how he played for uh, the team on the weekend. But... Yeah, I don't think I can understand people selling if they <coughs> brought him in because I, I wouldn't have had him in the first place just with other options out there. Spy, this one really surprised me, and, and all the talk around it. And that's Tanner Boyd, the tenth most sold player. Obviously, these will chop and change as the coming days uh, come forward. Thirty-five points. People are making out like he scored five. I mean, I know <laughs> it's not the best, but he's also probably not in genuine cheapy range. It was he what, about 360k. Mm. It's not like we paid 600k for him and he didn't get his 70. Like 35 points for a 360k player. The Titans look good, the most important thing. He's kicking goals. The left edge of, of four and got a bit more ball <coughs> as it will because he's the dominant, the veteran playmaker in that side. Fafida went to the left. Again, doesn't change too, too much. I don't think it was the end of the world. Yeah, well, he scored 15 points off Teddy and Cleary. Like, it's round one. Um, I can't stress how much the Titans just did not have the footy. When they had the ball, it was working out of their own end and then just kicking down the field, and then they took four opportunities in four cracks to score their tries. So um, just based on that first trial, Boyd was sweeping a little bit with four and inside the attacking 20. Um, he'll play both sides a little bit. He's got a good kicking game. He didn't have much of a chance at try assists, tries, repeat sets. Mm. He, they got in the 20 once, I think, and he set up a try with a bomb and then kicked the goal. So, like, there's awesome opportunity there for him yeah. to, to do something. Again, if it goes similar this weekend, we can look at it, but don't sell him. Not They've got right. the good draw. Not right now. Mm. Yeah. Adds plenty happening in the yeah. Melbourne Storm forward pack, and we'll rattle them all off in one, essentially. Christian Welch, 58 minutes for 67 points at 464k. Ticked every box uh, owners wanted from him. I, unfortunately, do not have him. Three offloads in there as well, so really <coughs> encouraging. Welch, 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 Welch. <laughs> Elhiesa, Katoa and Trent Loyero both played their 80 minutes for 54 points and 47, respectively. Question from Polly Boy around that one. Thoughts on the role Tarek Sims will play when he comes <coughs> back in. Uh, and last but not least, Harry Grant, 91 points, who owners will be very happy about him. So I suppose the big ones there are Welch, Katoa and Loyero. Where do you sit on them? Any interest in bringing those blokes in this week or happy to give it, give it a week? Welsh is the main one that I was <coughs> disappointed not to own. Yeah. Like I looked at him and thought, damn, I had him in my sight all kind of pre-season and then pulled him out the week before. And then you looked at him and like, man, he played really well. And at that, sec at that front row position, 
I feel like he's going to make cash and be a really reliable starter and I don't have him. And he didn't do anything that we probably didn't predict. He, he solidified those thoughts. You know, who, who like a lot of people probably scrapped him for. Oh, mate, Franklin Pelle, middle minutes to be won at the Doggies and it just didn't eventuate. So Much like the Bulldogs, man, Adzi, are still building up a combination. Um, this time next year, you'll, you'll listen to me on Welchie. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it's because I, I, I had Cotter. Anyway, you can't, you can't have them all right. Of like course you, not. Because I brought in Cameron Murray and I'm, I'm stoked with that. But I could have, instead of having Cameron Murray, had... <coughs> Uh, well, for Fafuda probably, and then had Welsh instead of someone else. But anyway, can can't I ask, have, can't have more can ask a question? Good. I think yeah. you, I don't know if you both did this, but for the people that started Stefano Udicamano, yeah. and you get back to the edges in a second, but so I've got Welsh in there, Udicamano is on my bench. I feel really good about that. Yeah. Um, is that a concern where you go, oh, he didn't score a lot of points, Udicamano, or is it just something where you just. You hope he gets back to his 45, 50s moving forward, but it might be just a little bit of a worry at I the moment. It was a pass mark, yeah. but he didn't. He just didn't. He didn't really threaten the line of score. Yeah. Whereas we've <coughs> seen him score tries a couple of years ago. So I'd say he was a pass mark, but he's. I don't feel good about him being in my 17. Yeah, I'm not saying sell him. I'm yeah. saying a lot of people and a lot of sides I've seen had him starting with no backup front row. Well, that, so that was, yeah, I, I started. Us, yeah. Well, that's. I think that's how it all went. People went yep. with generally with a, a top tier front row forward along with either Welch or Stefano, or a mid-range front row and Stefano. Stefano, again, round one, he played 50 minutes. Yeah. So that's one of the ones where I go, all right. Minutes were good. All right, he's 38 points, wasn't great, but he played 50 minutes. He had 23 tackles, 11 runs. He only had one tackle break as his only attacking stat. We saw in a trial game there, he busted nine tackles. <coughs> I'm like, all right, maybe that's you know too optimistic to expect anything like that, but... Surely he's going to start popping the odd offload and maybe busting two or three tackle breaks. I think that was his bare minimum, and the minutes were there. Yeah, I would agree, and I think if he gets those 50 minutes, you're cheering. Yeah. Uh, I was just curious of how you thought around that sort of setup after round one. But, yeah, I'll cut you off at the edge back rails mm. for Melbourne, Liero and Katoa. Yeah, I, a good – speaking of <coughs> Eli Katoa and, those, and base stats, I think it was 55 points on the weekend, did not break a tackle – did not have an offload. I said played 80 minutes entirely in base. Busy. Ooh. You know, and Katoa, the issue, we sort of saw him <coughs> and we spoke at him as being a, a high upside back rower who probably needs the attacking stats to be relevant. It was the complete opposite. Played mm. his minutes and had the work rate. Yeah. It, my only concern is where does Tarek Sims yeah. play? We just don't know yet. That's why we need him I to play this week. name this week, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and what role is Bellamy asking him to play in that team? He might be asking him to play a certain style. Like he was good. But it, it is unusual for him to not have a tackle break even. like Crazy. Yeah, it was bizarre. So he's a, he's a good watch this week, I reckon. Big, I, I big hope, watch. I hope he makes no tackle breaks on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, I bet you do. Uh, he's, he's definitely, I mean, all jokes aside, he's he's serious watch. Because if he could yeah. add the upside to that base at his price, he's a good option. He, and he's not that owned, actually. I'm surprised by how few teams own him. I thought more teams would own him. And, and, and Tariq... Tarek, like they're pretty light on middle forwards, Tarek. So I think he could probably, probably play as a middle. Yeah. So it's about 30% of the teams got him. So yeah. it was, was Liero that was not very well owned. I don't mind him. Yeah, uh, spy, Harry Grant, <laughs> you're a non-owner. Must have broken – it would have broken your wee little heart watching him score in Golden Point, but I, I know you loved the boats. There would have been, <laughs> yeah. been a bit of appreciation. There. I was so torn. It was night one. Rugby league was back. Harry scored. I'm like, that's awesome. Bugger. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, but like rugby league, the love of the game won out. Um I did say to someone over the weekend, if you're watching Harry for 85 minutes or 80 minutes every week, obviously, golden point, and you're, 
get too upset when he scores a try. It's going to be a very long season. So mm. just curious on your guys' thoughts because what I watched was <clears throat> he didn't get the attack that I – what I expected to happen was he didn't quite get the running opportunities and that's basically how it went, I thought, until that last run apart yeah. from a couple across the 80. But he made about 56 tackles. So it's sort of like he's flipped the script a little bit in that – Instead of just attacking stats, just killing it, he's like, if I can make 55 tackles or 45 a game and add in his repeat sets, tries, try assists and all that, he's going to be an absolute <laughs> monster. So I was like, this is nerve-wracking. So he's already... I know what you mean, though. If, yeah. he, hadn't scored, if he hadn't scored a solo try in, in Golden Point, we'd be sitting here saying... He would have got 58, I think it was. disappointed with his score, yeah. 58. So but, like, I was pretty happy to land, but mm. just the way it unfolded... I don't know if he's going to keep making big tackles and maybe doing a little bit less with their forward pack roll-on yeah. or he's going to go back to his, you know, maybe like more like 35 tackles and get more attacking chances. I think that's a real – it's just a small sample. It's one round. We just yeah. don't know yet. So I'll, I obviously won't grab him this week, but um, it's always nervous not owning is Harry. This, is this a sure. for me that I'd – I don't like watching him without having him on my side. Like you it's were describing, awful. it's because you love him. He's such such a good. Hooker. You want him to dominate. Yeah, so yeah it's yeah. a bit like watching David Fafita on the weekend without him. He, <coughs> he runs through the line. You're like, oh my god, what's this going to yeah. cost me? It's going to kill me. And I got away with it on Fafita, but Harry does that every week. Already. Yeah, he's I'm just, he's Harry does do it every week. Like he's a gun. He's and he's the, just so lovable too. And the the other <laughs> thing, <laughs> Melbourne will lose a lot without Harry Grant. Uh, sorry, without Cameron Munster there, but. As if Harry Grant doesn't increase his playmaking. He steps up. His kicking game is so underrated. Um, I'm a very nervous non-owner. Even though I nearly got away with a bit of magic with his mm. 58 till then, uh, I am nervous. Uh, but the facts are, I mean, he still does need to average, what, 86 or something to maintain that average. So if he does do that, it's not killing me. I've spent yeah, money elsewhere. Yeah. But, yeah, mm. he, he's not far away from the spy squad. I'll give you the tip <laughs> if he keeps going. Yeah. Bronson Garlic. So uh, Tyron Wishart, who was a bit of a threat to take some minutes off him last week as the utility, he's been named at 5-8. Whether that stays there for the weekend, we'll, we'll see. But as it stands, good for him. They do have Bronson Garlic who can play hooker there, but I think he's sort of transitioning into, and I might be wrong, but transitioning into more of a back rower. He was, and he played to. very well. Yeah, just so, quietly. Um, so good for his minutes. Only thing I'd say as well on Harry is... Bellamy wants round one in the books. He loves starting with a win, so he's like, he does, boys, yeah. I need your minutes. Maybe he does play 65 this week. We just don't know yet, so that's why it's just important not to overreact to anything. He, he could have gone low. He could have got 120. Let's see what unrolls and, and see how the rest of the squad looks before making any moves. Add, there was a big watch on the Parramatta Eels back rowers in Bryce Cartwright and Matt Dury. Cardi went the distance, 59 points. Matty Dory, 73 minutes, obviously an 84-minute game for 34 points. Cardi solid enough. Dory definitely underwhelming, but the minutes were both good for them at 234K. Do, any interest in those two? Not at the moment, mate, for me. I just think there's still too much uncertainty with Matto coming back and, mm. and Sean Lane coming back and just the rotation. I, I, I don't know. I, I Definitely not Dury, but that's... Initial score, like he has, it's not like he's put a hundred out there. Yeah, I just think they're going to lose minutes soonish. I just don't know how quick. And I, mate, I've been in the Cardi party too many times. I've been <laughs> disappointed with what the owner put on. Still so hungover. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's not my favourite party. <coughs> now, I, not not. I mean, if they come out this week and one of them absolutely kills it, like Cartwright gets a massive score, maybe we might have to just in terms of a cheapy proposition. But no, not 
not yet for me. Yeah, through one of the great benders of a party early on in his career, Cardi, and then yeah. every, he's tried to re- emulate it ever since. He's trying to go back. To, flop. He's trying to go back to school. He's at twenty eight. It's yeah, just not working. Yeah. But maybe <laughs> this is the year post COVID. Um, uh, I must spi- just, spi- yeah. Oh yeah, just on them. I was going to say. Yeah. Like, Maddo, the preference is from Brad Arthur, obviously, to use him, uh, inject him as a middle forward. I'm just not con- convinced. I'm less convinced now that he won't go back to an edge because because Hopgood played 80 minutes and was unbelievable. Junior Bolo yeah. and Regan Campbell-Gillard, they're pretty big minute middles. I know they're still a bit light on there, but until Sean Lane comes back, I, w- I just wouldn't be surprised to see Maddo come in and play straight in an edge for either of these two. Yeah, it's it's possible. I just don't know what's going to happen there. I spoke to you Thursday, Ab. I had a cheapy spot open up ads and I didn't know who to pick out a Dury and Cartwright. Called Tim, I was like, I'm going to go Cartwright. Just got a feeling. He goes, I just think you should do Dury. I'm like, okay, I'll trust you. You've looked into teams more than me. And what I like about it, just on that game, Cartwright was a standout super coach wise, but Dury got the right edge which means yeah. hopefully they're grooming him for that potentially long-term. Well, because Sean Lane's come back left 100%. Mm. So I would have thought if they wanted to maybe play Cartwright right edge, they could still swap them, but that gave me a bit Definitely. of confidence. Um, and Dury, he ran quite well. He had nearly made a line breaks, just called back for a forward pass. Um, different player to Cardi, more direct. Maybe that suits outside. Runs a good Moses. line. Yeah. I, I thought he actually looked all, all right, Dury. And uh, the logic behind that, that when he called was that we, we, there was a, a quote from Brad Arthur saying, they wanted him to transition. He said, we'll need him to play 80 minutes for us at, at stages this year. Yeah. And they had me much worried around Cardi. I was like, well, as far as being a safe bet goes, I thought he was the safer. Mm. And I still probably think he is. Yeah, and he's pr- be I think he's better for the run too. Like, it's a tough hit out against mm. Melbourne round one. So, yeah, hopefully he kicks on. Uh, are we both Caelan Ponger owners, fellas? Or either of us? No. No. Spite? no. You, I thought you had him. You went off him? Never had Never. him. I said I was a definite no. What'd you make of yeah. him? Yeah, uh, I thought he was awesome. Because he always is. 72 points, 69 minutes, <clears throat> controversial HIA. He got held up late. He did get the line break for that, noting that, because he got to Thank the fullback. Thank you, Chance. Yep, but what a tackle. He actually... Yeah. <laughs> Chance won the game for the Warriors with yeah. that tackle. That puts Knights in front. It's incredible. Um, I thought Caelan was in... I thought he was outstanding. I thought he slotted in nicely to 5'8". Jackson Hastings just puts him in good positions. It's so good for him, because previous seasons with Caelan, if you own him... He's just not getting the ball where you want him to. He did. Uh, my concern remains exactly that. He got HIA again. If that happens in the third oh minute, no. tenth minute, he might not be back. So scary. Then he could miss it? weeks. Um, but at his price, um, if he goes well again this week, yeah, he's definitely an option. Mm. Uh, but you've just got to be aware there's a lot of risk involved in KP. Add uh, the Warriors back row. We were all looking at Murata near Corey and thought he'd be the, the one to get the big minutes there. He played 60, which is fine. Didn't score very well. Jackson Ford, one of the stories of the weekend. He got the 80 minutes at 281k, scored really well, had a decent enough work rate. And Torhu Harris there as well, 80 minutes in the front row for, I think it was like 88 points, an enormous <laughs> workload. I mean... Just before we move on uh, in the podcast, we've got a few extra things to get through. Is Nia Cora self-owners? Jackson Ford, yes or no? Torhu Harris, what have we got? I think it's the same as everything else we've been talking about. I'd give it another week. Mm. I reckon if Jackson Ford plays like that again, he's in my side. Because he looked good. He made a line break. He actually just looked, looked a lot more dynamic than I was expecting. And at 280k, if he plays like that again... He's probably a must from a cheapy point of view. Yeah. Nick Cora, if I had him, I wouldn't be selling him, but I'm quite happy to not own him. Tohu, I mean, he's not going to get 80 minutes every week, but I think I said on the on the chat during the week, I just reckon he's the most underrated player and super coach over the last few years. He just always 
punches out big scores and we and we don't tend to talk about him much. I don't know if it's because he's a yeah. warrior, but the guy is just a super coach, consistent weapon. And the key is, as we, I think we touched on possibly last week, just available at front row forward. So yeah. he's not he's not out there competing against the upside guys of Sean Lane and Cam Murray and these sorts of blokes. Uh, Spy of them three, any any on your radar? <clears throat> Jackson Ford, the biggest one, just as a yep. money making cheapie. Um, <laughs> just quickly, Toro Harris, eighty eight points in eighty minutes, fifty four tackles, twenty three. Runs, whoa, which is enormous stats. Um, he and can't then do that every week. He can, he, he can, surely he can't. He's Maybe a bit he of can. an animal. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he can. He, he's, <laughs> he's a beast. Uh, sorry, Spite. Uh, no idea. Carry on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give them <laughs> Jackson Ford. I think this, I think we all yeah. saying the same thing. Jackson Ford, a watch. And if he does what he did last week, he's yeah. in. Just as an early trade, I was a little bit tempted to buy it, but yeah. oh, you just see trap, don't you? Like one good week. As just we on trades, like we spoke about before, but if you can find one that can pay off and do it now, just get that extra trade yeah, next week in one of the most vital weekends So, yeah, of the which year. one's the safest one um, to do is the I'll question. I'll be having a look. I'll be I cruising the side. I could just to Ford, and then next week, Ford getting 40 minutes, and we go, why did I do that? Like, Garner playing 80 and getting Ford back there. to Garner. I'm thinking, what a dumb move. So. Yeah, and genuinely could be Ford back to Garner next week. Oh. Yeah. I'd only do it for someone I know I don't want. Like, if I could get Pele to Ford, I might do that. Yeah. 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 That, that, I think we should all say, let's not do Garner to Ford, because if we do, oh. it's just, it's a, could we, know, we know that's a silly move after one week. I know. Yep. Guys, we're excited to link up with Better for the 2023 footy season. Each round of the season, we'll be producing exclusive SC playbook markets of our own. Extremely excited. We've now got access to integrating into our markets official NRL fantasy markets. So just to clarify, that's not NRL super great, it's NRL fantasy. So NRL fantasy run by the NRL. Same thing, fantasy NRL, that sort of thing. Just a slightly different scoring system. So jump on there and just check out their scoring system uh, so you are aware of if you are going to follow us into any of these markets. Uh, but the SC Play will bet our multi for the week. We'll be working at Adam Dewey having a field day out at Leichhardt there against the Knights in round two. We've got $3 for him to score 50-plus NRL fantasy points into David Nofaluma anytime try scorer at $3. To follow along, you can find the link to the market in any of our articles at scplaybook.com.au this week or in our YouTube description. By going through those channels, it'll let Badar know that we sent you, so it'd be much appreciated if you could do it if you are linking up. Uh, of course, though, it is for those aged 18 plus only, and please remember to gamble responsibly. Ads, round two, trades and skippers. What are you looking at? I think trades I'm probably going to hold <coughs> hold tight, I reckon. Yep. Uh yeah, I was, I was, yeah. The only thing I might have looked at Pele, but I, I just don't know who to bring him in for. So no, I think I, think I'm going to hold tight on trades, skippers. I haven't really had a look. I was just looking now. Like I went Teddy last week. Always like going Teddy, but man, the the Roosters were off, and they did start last year. I think they lost their first two, didn't they? I'd have to check round two. Okay. They, they did. They did. They were off two. This, they they were quite, they were quite off the pace, and so. And uh, their their middles, they've lost Lodge and. Probably yeah. more than likely Victor Radley as well if he doesn't pass concussion protocol. So yeah, so I'm a little bit reluctant there. Equally, I, I wasn't wasn't huge on the way Penrith played. I thought they were well off, so they might need a little bit of time. So I don't know. I'd love to be able to find someone other than Cleary or Teddy. But Thursday night skippers, Penrith Thursday night they are. Yeah, mm, Thursday yep. night skippers suck too. I hate doing Scary. it. Scary. I it could. I know this might sound crazy. I might even consider someone like Dewey against the Knights. I don't mind it. It's not crazy. 
It's not crazy at all. Spy, I, I gather you might be skipping Dewey. <laughs> well, I really after, the, after the theme of this podcast. I hadn't thought a whole lot about it just yet. I was probably going to roll with Teddy back to bounce back, should I say. He scored, I was had a look, he scored 84 in round two last year um, after a, a dud opener. So I'll be fired up the Chuggies, maybe get the job done. But I do love my Dewey and I reckon the Tigers are, are going to bounce back this week at home. So I think it'll probably come from one of those afternoon matches. Adia Sunday Arvo. Any um, trades? Trades was maybe Pele to someone, but I don't think I would have the cash. I don't think I'm confident in going to Mowali just yet. Um, I might do that, um, but probably not. And then we didn't mention Egan Butcher, but I just wanted to note he still made 40 tackles in 70 don't minutes. Don't sell Egan Butcher. He got Sinbin. That was an absolute <laughs> killer, that was. And then he still had five runs, which wasn't a heat, but he, his role will grow. You, took a, mm. you take a look. I mentioned earlier about you wanting the uh, round <laughs> one. You want to see blokes get the minutes that you're anticipating and the role. He was looked like he was set to play 80 minutes. A little bit hard to confirm because there were injuries, <coughs> but looks set to play 80 minutes on the edge. And there's a few question marks about what edge he played for the Roosters. Got the golden left edge spot outside Luke Keary. <coughs> yeah, and combinations are out. He dropped a ball early that they put behind him and then he got absolutely belted by Kafusi, who was on a mission. Yeah, How good day. was that? Um, and then I have a feeling he might have even gone in the middle to do a bit of defensive work he at did. one point. So, I mean, he's just, he could easily bank your 50 tackles and yep. then once his runs come, I know he's, he could be a try scorer. So, I love Egan. Um, won't be selling him. So, probably nothing. Just going to try hold hold fire. Yeah, mate, I, I'm thinking similar at this stage. Well, <coughs> If there's one that emerges a bit cleaner later in the week, it is. I'd like to get ahead of the pack just to save the extra trade for next, have the extra trade available, should I say, for next week. Yeah. Big chance I'll be boosting next week using one of them. Uh, after Ad saying it's a stupid trade that we shouldn't do, I was eyeing off Garner to Ford. Um, <laughs> that, that we have counselling sessions with each other during. <laughs> the that, yeah, that was that was trying to get ahead of the pack. So. Yeah. Uh, Garner does have the buy round three. I, I know. So yeah, yeah that's, that's what I'm yeah. part of it as well. Yeah. So looking at that one, and then I think I just want another week to, to if Pele goes no good again, to look at Shaq or uh, I didn't get into him there, but Terrell May is a sneaky one who scored right on the weekend mm. in limited time, who could get more minutes with Matty Lodge out for a while. Victor Radley might miss this week. So one to keep an eye on, probably more for next week as a potential buy. Lumi Lou, Dol- Dolphins come off the bench. Yeah, that's yeah. How it. He was unbelievable. Yeah. 300k center. Yeah. So just keep an eye on him. It's not for this. Swallowed poor old Sammy Walker. <laughs> so, geez, good. Uh, fellas, a few quick questions to wrap it up. Let's go. Question from the George on the Roosters' middles. Is Lindsay Collin f- super coach relevant at front row forward? 455k. He's an origin prop. Coming back from injury, was, I think it was last season. He's had a few of the poor bugger. 66 points in 55 minutes, 36 tackles, five tackle breaks, the most encouraging thing, 13 runs. Now, probably inflated minutes due to the injuries we just mentioned, but adds mid-range front row forward, could be benefiting from the minutes with injuries elsewhere, possibly? Yeah, possibly. I mean, he's a solid player. I mean, look, it's a kangaroo. Uh, I'd probably just have Christian Welsh in front of him at that price. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Offloading ability, a big part of that, isn't it? Yeah, and he, and he looked good, Christian Welsh. So if I was tossing up someone at that range, if I had the money, it would be Welsh. But but Collins is he's solid player. Just big watch this weekend for minutes and output. Yeah. Spy, one from Hayden Williams. How did the Spy's fantasy NBA season go? Keeping keeping in mind, Spy, we've, uh, we're on a schedule here. We've got a time <coughs> limit. But what do we got for us? I've never met a bloke that plays more fantasy sports at once than you. This is just one of many. But this... This is probably your number two. Well, Big Bash is number two to NRL. NBA is your number three, we'd say. 
Yeah, NBA is massive. <laughs> it's uh, it's me and the boys. <sighs> what a dagger of a question to ask me. I got done yesterday. So the way it works, you got to win five of nine categories or more. <clears throat> I had four. My mate Scowie had five. And in four categories, I went into double overtime in the match I had, and I had two players. And I was down by two assists, two steals, two threes. I'm like, I just need one of them. I'm like, I need triple overtime. <laughs> And then it nearly went into triple OT. Uh, I got done. I couldn't have asked more of the boys. Scully stepped up and, gee, it just yeah, carry on. It was <sighs> It was big of you to, to show up today, mate, after that one. It's huge. But, uh, yeah, it, it hurt. It's gut-wrenching end to a, a year I came home strong in. Mate, uh, this one's not going to lift your mood either, the question from Sean <laughs> Ford, but are you worried about Brian Tyre's output? A potential <clears throat> downgrade next <clears throat> week, he says. Uh, he's, a, uh, he's a potential downgrade in that, we might need cash from somewhere. But on, in the fair income department, he looked so quick and light, I thought. I really noticed just compared to last year when mm. he was just a bit bulkier with his injury or whatever he was carrying, he looked fast, strong. He pumped out 43 in the wet. Penrith got dominated. He had no attacking stats. He didn't tackle bus much. I think he had one offload. What I noticed is, especially in the World Cup Challenge and round one at Pordrain in Penrith, both games, uh, that hurts wingers, of course it does. I think you'll find <coughs> sides have had a bit of success jamming in on Penrith to start the season. St Helens did it well. Brisbane did it well. Cleary tried to lob for Toa at one point and just didn't execute. But in dry weather, quicker play the balls in the middle, quicker through the hands. I think you might see a little bit more space for Brian. Um, I think given his work rate and how fit he, look, he looks, I'd be reluctant to sell him. But I'm not saying I won't because there could just be I couldn't need to sell someone next week to get a couple of guns. Again, the round four by looming. So if he's got a big break, even in a cheap year, that's the thing. And maybe comes back later. But I mean, I'm actually pretty comfortable in what I saw from a, a fitness standpoint. It's just how well do Penrith go is probably the question uh, once they hit some dry weather. Ads, last one to wrap it up for the SC Playbook podcast today from Zach Osler. Is Big Shaq the cheapy front row forward pick of the bunch now? Good minutes on the weekend. Should get them again. Sort of, again, come from nowhere. I suppose injuries have, have elevated his role. Yeah, that was the game I didn't watch, remember, so I can't really comment. True, yeah. I was, it was probably, Good yeah, hosting there. Yeah, <laughs> but it was probably one of the stats that surprised me the most without seeing the game. Because I was surprised by how many points he had. Like, yeah. Okay, he's obviously had a much bigger work rate than I've seen him before, yep. so... Yeah, I'll, I'll keep an eye on him this week, but I was a little bit surprised by another one. I, I think Mo Ali and Shaq, as we've already mentioned earlier in the podcast, but because of the early injuries in the game uh, to Arrow and to Tola... Just watch their minutes this week. I wouldn't want to go early on them. I'm so tentative to pick anyone based on minutes gained from an in-game yep. injury. Like it's, yeah. Not saying it can't work out, but it's yeah, not keen, really. Spy, despite the uh, the NBA fantasy debacle, been good to have you, mate. Cheers, boys. Now bounce back like it's NRL season. So I'm Ads. ready to go. Thank you, mate. No worries. Thanks, boys. Good luck. Cheers, guys. Thanks for tuning in, and good luck in Supercoach Round 2.